Welcome to AthCast Music, the music of Athens, Georgia, now and then. I have a very special guest today for me because I really, truly love the guy that we're talking to today. I met him at a bar, you know, big surprise there. That's how I find a lot of people to bring on to this podcast, actually, is just hang out, listen to music. My guest today is Freeman Leverett. Welcome, Freeman, to AthCast Music. Thanks for Thank having me. Thank you for being on. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. I met you at Flickr Bar, a really cool little bar here in Athens for people that don't know Flickr Bar. It's based on movie scenes and everything, and they show movies and TV on is TCM and all this stuff most of the time. So it's kind of this movie-themed bar. But now they have really upped their game as far as bringing bands to Flickr. It's a pretty small room, but um, I met you there. And of course, it's hard to not notice you because you are very tall and very skinny (laughs) (laughs) and you hover over everybody. How tall are you? Probably about 6'3". No, more than that. Uh, I don't know. Really? You don't measure yourself? No. Oh. (laughs) Well, that doesn't matter anyway, because he's a very cool guy. But he and I, um, or you and I, started talking, and you were the ticket man. And you were holding your little box and your cheat sheet for the thousand people that ask you, who's playing tonight? Yeah, yeah. And you always pulled it out and said, this person, this person, this person. Well, I think I was one of those people. And you and I started talking And someone had told me that night that you were an amazing vocalist. And I'm like, okay, he looks like a rock and roll star to me. But they said, yeah, he kind of sings crooning and type style, Sinatra, pop. I mean, just, you know, a a real strong Sinatra-like voice. Hmm. And I, I really couldn't believe it. So I think you remember me saying, I don't believe it. Sing for me. Yep. And yep. you did. <laughs> right there in the bar. So I said, okay, you you pass, you pass. Oh, um, you. <laughs> and, you know, you're so engaging to everybody that walks into that bar. Mm. You're always greeting people. You're always smiling. You always give me a very proper hug. Yep. <laughs> which I adore and I love because it really shows another part of Athens that a lot of people do that kind of thing here mm-hmm. and they welcome people open arms, yeah. not just, you know, Hey, how you doing? You're from Alberton, Georgia, right. which is, I don't know how big it is now, but it's a pretty small town still, it's correct? pretty small. It's significantly less than 10,000 people still. And, and, I don't know exactly uh, how many, but. And yeah. it's known as the granite capital of the world. That's right. Of the world. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of granite in Alberton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your father is a lawyer there, correct? That's right. But he went to Dartmouth and he also went to UGA. Mm-hmm. So were you born in Alberton? Yes. Yeah, I've, I grew up, I only ever lived in, in Alberton growing up. Wow. So is Athens your first place away from home or did you live somewhere else first? Um, pretty, pretty much. I, I lived in New York for a little bit, kind of towards the end of high school. But Athens is the first place I've lived long-term, aside from Elberton. What made you come here? Uh, Well, it's the closest cinema. Uh, (laughs) Ah. That's that's why we started coming here in the the first place. Um, Kind of, you know, just weekend trips with the family, go to Beachwood, 
go get a fancy longhorn dinner, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> Elberton's not really, you know, too too developed in terms of different businesses. So it was kind of always our place to do something exciting uh, when we were young. So are um, you a movie buff? No, not really. But, no, not really. <laughs> uh, but uh, when I was growing up, that was kind of my association with Athens was just like the place to do a weekend uh, outing sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, because it's not that far away, is it? No, it's they just put it in a new highway a couple of years ago too, 72. So you can get there in like 35 minutes now. Cool. Well, shoot, that's half the time in the city anymore right. of Athens. Right. Um, it takes that long. So you've been here properly since, what, 2015, you said? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, right after high school. So when you came here, was it strictly to play music? Was it just to find a new place to be and go see shows and just kind of live your life? What I mean, what what happened here when you got here? Um, yeah, it was, it was very musically motivated. I uh, sort of towards the end of high school started coming here and playing with different people. I think my first show ever uh, in Athens, I was like 15 and played with Monsoon and an electronic artist called West Ruler. And it was just at a house party, like 15 minutes outside of town. And I honestly cannot even recall how I got set up with that gig. But from there, I started meeting a bunch of people, started going to different jam sessions Actually, my drummer and my bass player, Adriana and Nate, had some some jam sessions with their friends in Partial Cinema and some other bands out on uh, Ruth Street off North Avenue. And so I would go to those and just meet people and play music. And So house parties were really still going on in 2015. Oh, yeah. I didn't think they went that long for some reason. Do they still go on now? I don't, I don't know. Uh, it's it seems, I'm not on the list. Yeah, me either. But um, <laughs> from from what I see around town, it's it seems like there's a couple of places that are still doing the sort of DIY house party. And there's there's this one place in town that has like a, a skate, a half pipe in it, and they uh, just had a huge party. Oh yeah, over um, the weekend. Yeah, but nothing. It doesn't seem like anything on the scale of like rowdy dowdy that used to yeah. that used to happen and things yeah. like that. Um, I don't know, though. I haven't, I haven't been to one. Oh. <laughs> well, so let me ask you this. What does Athens mean to you right now? You know, what is Athens doing for you? Are you okay still living here? Are you trying to spread your wings out of here? What is Athens for you? Um, I'm definitely trying to spread my wings, but not necessarily because Athens itself is, you know, a problem or anything just because I would love to be playing music every night of the week. Um, and it's hard to do that in a town this size. So I'd love to be on the road more, but, um, you know, my family's still in Elberton, so it's nice to be close to them. And I know so many people here, so I definitely don't have any strong inclination to just back it up and start somewhere new entirely. I know that a lot of people tour out of here. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that's what your goal is, what you're saying here is that, because Freeman, you know a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's just musicians. Right. I mean, you see people just this afternoon, somebody walking on the street, you know. But um, do you think that Athens is your community? Do you feel a sense of community living in Athens? Mm, I somewhat feel that. I always also sort of feel like whatever group of people I'm in, I'm 
I feel a little bit like the black sheep on the on the periphery uh, to some extent, um, which is partly because of me too. I think I just I just tend not to group up as much. Um, so sometimes it feels a little bit like I'm also on the on the outside of the main sort of music community that is here. Um, but I definitely, you know, I have so many friends in town and, and know so many people. And so definitely more than, than any other place, this is my community. Well, it's interesting you say that because, of course, this podcast is kind of about being an outsider, mm-hmm. not only to the music scene, but a lot of different things. In particular, I'm just trying to learn the music scene just like you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and meeting, I'm sure there's people, uh, you know, a lot of musicians here and they know, know you. I'm sure you've branched out that way. And I hope to branch out more and more and more myself, hmm. um, meeting people. Well, shoot, how many people have you told me that I should talk to? Um, I mean, it's been several. Yeah. yeah. And I have. And they're going to be on the next wave of podcasts. Hmm. So I'm kind of in the same, not book, but, you know, the same um, class, I guess, right. a- as you. It's not that I feel like necessarily a black sheep, but I feel like a person who's got their binoculars on gotcha, and looking into Athens sometimes when I'm talking to people and I'm like, well, I don't know who that is. and But I go find out. And that's what this yeah. is all about is researching and, and taking the listeners onto a journey and discovering people like you mm. because your voice is incredible. Thank you. And um, I was very shocked at the sound of your voice when you sang to me. I'm like, Okay, where does this voice come from? Hmm. Where does it come from? I couldn't tell you. I uh, when I was young, I was mostly interested in just playing instruments, and um, I really didn't feel like I had a good voice at all. And um, I would listen to different singers and just think, "Oh wow, I'm never gonna feel that comfortable with my voice." Like that singer feels comfortable with their voice, and just started singing along to stuff eventually. I think what really got me interested in the singing was singing harmonies. Once I realized how the sound of harmonies affected my brain and heart, I became really interested in uh, recreating them. So I'd listen to different songs with harmonies and try to try to create those chords with my own voice, you know, uh, multi-tracking. And yeah, it's just years and years and years and years of, of uh, practice, I guess. But your style also is a vocalist like Sinatra, Buble. Mm. Um, you know, it's that type of crooning right. that I was so surprised to hear from you and listening to your music. It, it really made me wonder, what made you that's what, what why did that style feel so comfortable to you because it's not <laughs> you're young right you, you know most people your age are rocking it out or mm. country or whatever but yours is a step backwards where not many people do that type right. of style anymore right um i i guess i, I went through a somewhat of a sinatra crooner phase when i was younger maybe around 14 or so my dad was somewhat interested in in that kind of music, and my grandfather especially had a lot of Glenn Miller records and Four Freshmen and 
things All like great that. Stuff, man. Oh yes. So at one point, I started listening to some of his old LPs on vinyl, and um, I, I don't know. I, I just uh, I became very interested in, in that in that style for some reason. I, I couldn't say and why. I can, I can hear now with some of your new singles and and things you're doing with your new music that it's it's starting to stretch out a little. Hmm. Um, to I would never call it really pop, but it's also not but, a lot of great words for. There isn't. You know, I know. I can't really. Call might ju- it might just be I pop. Can't <laughs> put the words on it. Um, but you are a vocalist. Mm. That's how I describe you. Okay. I don't describe your music as rock. I don't describe it as pop. I I just say Freeman's a vocalist, mm. and whatever he puts his music to, he is singing with a voice that is so beautiful and so strong. And it shows its influences. Let's just put it mm. that way. Mm. You play with a lot of different bands. How do you adjust to that? Like, I know you're only, do you sing vocals? I don't remember for um, Beachos Vivos. I do, yeah. So you do some of the harmonizing and backup vocals for them too. Yes. So you play with them. You play with, gosh, let me see. I'm going to have to read them off because it's it's kind of a lot. But it's Bicho Vivas, Aquatic Soul, which is something completely different. Hmm. Very R&B and rhythmic and mm-hmm. uh, soul. You have worked with Fake Flowers, American Mannequins, and Chandra Natha. I mean, those are all very different styles. Right. How do you make those adjustments and not have your style of music take over? Like, how do you meld into theirs? Hmm. I don't think about it too much. I just kind of show up and and it and it just it happens. It just um, happens. Yeah i i don't I don't know that I really have a particular style for my own music. It's more about just the notes that I like to hear and the chords that I like to hear, and then whatever genre comes through is less important to me. So I do I do think sometimes my note choices and chord voicing choices and different things like this will come through on That's those That's really interesting. That's really projects. interesting you mm. say that because to me I'm well I do write songs and they're you know they're not very good because I I'm not a musician or anything like that but I mean I don't know a couple of them are kind of okay but I don't know how to put a melody to them. Mm. But you're saying that your your words actually come from notes. Mm. That it's the notes that affect your writing. For sure, for sure. And I find that to be pretty interesting. And then your voice follows that. Yes. You just hit the notes with your voice. Pretty cool, pretty cool. When you're not working the door Mm. and you're not out playing with God knows who, because I uh, keep on seeing you in all these (laughs) pictures and you've played with this, you know, just not even really as a band, but you're just being picked up and saying, hey, come play with us right? kind of thing. So what do you do to kind of give your brain some fresh air and stop listening to music and see what else the world has to do? Do you travel? Do you go hang out with an old friend and, you know, go on some kind of trip with them? I mean, you know, what do you do to to get some out of out of Athens what I call Athens brain? Right. Because when you're here, when musicians are here, it is totally about music. Right. How do you turn that off? Um, I don't really have great success with that a lot of times. <laughs> um, I go, I spend a lot of time in parks, though. 
I go for a lot of walks and sit by the river and probably more than half the time I'm still thinking about whatever melody I'm I'm working on or but I, I also spend a lot of time with friends just catching up and visiting and sometimes friends and I go to a park together and walk. But no, I, I don't really travel much. Uh, most of my traveling recently has been for, you know, out of town yeah. gigs and stuff. So do you think when you're like out there looking at the river or walking through the trees or the park or whatever, that it kind of clarifies what you're doing? Or sharpens it a little bit to make you see that, oh yeah, that was a good note. Maybe that wasn't a good note. Maybe I should try something like that. I mean, is that just something that just can't stop? It just can't turn off? Right. No, it, it just kind of automatically goes. A couple of days ago, I was working on the computer and was humming something to myself that I thought was a pre-existing song. And then about 10 minutes in, I realized, oh, no, I need to I need to write this down. Um, <laughs> but I didn't <laughs> even realize. Yeah. That's actually something new. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty all-encompassing of my day-to-day. It's funny because I'm, this is going to sound a little weird, but my six-year-old granddaughter sings constantly. Mm. I mean, she's in the bathtub or shower. She's just making up words, just singing her own little song. Whatever words come to her head, she just sticks them in there. And even today, we were riding in the car and she was just making up, I don't know how many songs. And I finally said, oh, my gosh, Kinsley, you have to stop. You just have to stop for just a second. <laughs> but her mind is always thinking in terms of music. Mm. When she's playing by herself, she sings to her dolls. She's, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. I wonder if she'll ever do anything with it. I mean, her voice isn't horrible. Mm. But it's not necessarily what you would call a melodic or in tune voice. Mm. But mm. some of them are. Yeah. And so I think I I can kind of relate that. And maybe that was kind of something that happened to you when you were little. You just kept on singing these songs and things kept on coming to your mind. I mean, can you can you relate to that at all? Definitely. I mean, I so I grew up in Elberton and I was coming to school in Athens. And so I didn't really know anyone, know too many people in Elberton. And I didn't get to hang out with people in Athens after school because we had to go back to Elberton. So Pretty much all of my childhood since nine or 10 years old has just been sitting in a room playing music. Are you an only child? No, I have an older brother. What does he do? I mean, does he, is he into music like you are or just completely different? He's living in New York and he's a a playwright and producer and actor. Well, there you go. Yeah. So creativity. Yes comes along in your family. How about your mom and dad? Do they do anything like that? I mean, besides liking the music and turning you on to some mm. really good stuff yeah. that not many kids were turned on to right. at your age. Right. Uh, now, my dad played uh, a little piano. He could play a couple Joplin tunes and a couple Beethoven pieces, but he was never really, you know, a musician, musician. But, but Joplin, that's hard yeah. to play. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And then classical, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So does he ever pick up the piano or do anything like that anymore? Not too much. Every once in a while he might might sit down, and but it, it's, pretty, it's pretty rare nowadays. So being around Athens all the time, and you're here a lot, as you say, what are some of the bands that you think are really on the rise or just so special to have them here in Athens? 
Or is it a new band? Is it an older band? I mean, who are some of your favorites here? Hmm. To think on this one. You told uh, me Vision Video that one night hmm. that I should listen to them, and I did, and hope to get him, Dusty, I believe mm-hmm. is his name, um, That's right. on, on the podcast, and I think he's looking forward to it as well. But, I mean, are you influenced by anything that happened in the 80s here? Not, 90s? not really. Not um, really? No, I most of my musical, what I listen to in my free time is mostly Pakistani music and some Brazilian music and Indonesian gamelan. So I, I don't really listen to a lot of like Western pop, rock, indie, etc. So you're musically... You're spiritual in your music. Hmm. For that, sure. That's, it's your meditation. Yes. Do you ever go to those places, India, Pakistan, anything like that? Do people come here? Oh, you play with someone from Pakistan, don't you? That's right. I'm right now working on a collaboration with a, a classical singer uh, that lives in Pakistan. You have to say the name because I'm afraid I'm going to mess it up. That's okay. Fezan Ali Khan. He's a, a wonderful singer from a long lineage of equally wonderful singers. His father and his grandfather are both very renowned. Did he um, go to school here or something? No, he, he just lives in Pakistan. We met on Facebook. This is the, the no way. one time that Facebook has produced a beneficial, uh, <laughs> productive <laughs> result for me. Um, so he lives in Pakistan. That's right. How do you play? You just do the mixing? Just send stuff back and forth, yeah. Oh my gosh! Um, he that's amazing. Yeah, he sent me a, a voice memo of the songs that he wanted to do, just singing them in a room, and I just uh, took those melodies and started writing music to them, and then I would, you know, bounce a little demo down and send it back to him. And um, that's crazy yeah. talk. Oh my gosh! I just watched a movie called Flora and Son on Apple TV, mm-hmm. and um. I can't think of the actor's name right now, but uh, I didn't know her, but it was a British woman. Um, And that's what they did. She wanted to learn the guitar. And so she went through all these videos online looking for a guitar teacher. Mm. And she found somebody in the United States that she liked. Oh, wow. And they started writing music together online. And they would say, oh, we'll try these words and that. And they ended up, they never ended up in person together playing music and, and stuff, but it was interesting. It's interesting to see that. And I guess during the pandemic, a lot of that happened. Oh, yeah. Did you do some of that too? Not not so much. I, Bichos Vivos did a couple of little short collaborative videos just sending stuff to each other. But uh, Talk about Bichos Vivos a little bit because they're a lot of fun. Oh, yes. They are a lot of fun. You know, you kind of like move your hips. Mm-hmm. You can't help it. I don't know about many of the members and, and everything, but talk about them a little bit. Well, uh, Tony Oscar is, you could say, the founder of Bichos Vivos. And uh, he and I have been playing music together for uh, quite a long time at this point now. Uh, we started playing Bossa Nova together probably around 2015 or 16 or so. Bossa Nova? Yeah. I love Bossa Nova. That's, I, I know that's why I love the band, but... Um, when I was at Koch in Distribution, it was uh, we had a group, and I, I can't remember the name. That either my brain is um, not well, <laughs> mm. but um, but they were a Bossa Nova band as well. And oh my gosh, I love it. So tell me more. 
So yeah, we, we had that group for a while, a little trio, sometimes duo. And then at some point, Tony wanted to start playing Fajal music, which is from the northeast of Brazil. Bossa Nova is kind of more from the south. And what is it called? Fajal. Fajal is F-O-R-R-O. Oh. And it's, uh, it's much more upbeat, much more danceable. Um, so that's what you hear when you hear Bichos Vivos. It's kind of, um, it's kind of country, almost cowboy-like in its, in its presentation. Yeah. Wow. I never would have uh, thought that I would hear you say kind of like country cowboy or something like that. But in other countries, I guess, you know, that's how they kind of have to equate it to uh, when you talk about American. Because, um, yeah, you know, Nashville country and Texas country, and it's all different. Mm -hmm. But you have a large band with that. How I mean, can you talk about some of the people and how they all came together? Um, I, I know it's not your band, but I mean, Beachos Vizios, you know, that it's a group of you. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, it, it started, they, they had been playing together for a couple of years. I don't think they ever had a show, but they were just practicing and playing together. And then at one point they, uh, asked me to start playing bass with them. And, uh, we had Phil Conan, Tony, Robert Moser, Todd Mueller, Lucas, Tavares, and then myself, and then we added Natalie Smith, uh, an amazing flautist, and yes. Keiko Ishibashi, yes. a, another great classically trained musician. Yes. And um, That's wonderful. And then we, enough of us started having you know conflicts that we needed to f- have some people that could substitute in. So now we have Nick Wiles and uh, sometimes Alex Dillon and Alberto Lecce. Amazing bass player. Um, I've learned a lot about Fajal bass from listening to how he plays the songs when he fills in. That for is me. so cool because um, not only is it band a lot of fun and not many people playing that type of music, but yeah. you guys get a crowd when mm-hmm. you're playing. I mean, people love it because it is different. It is right. very different than what's normally played. Um, here and and I'm I'm getting excited because there was a couple of names that I recognized. Yeah. So uh, maybe I'm learning more and more every day too, just like you did, right. uh, playing bass and you know getting to know. But there are so many musicians in Athens. Right. Do all these guys stay here too? Most yes. of them. Yeah. Oh my gosh! See, that is why Athens is such a great place to live. Mm-hmm. It's so concentrated and. Anybody could come here and just pluck musicians out for a studio recording and it'd be the best thing they ever did. Mm-hmm. And it's young people, it's older people, it's people like yourself who do so many different things and you are a multi-instrumentalist. And so I think that is um, another reason why you can thrive here. Mm. And and try and like you say, spread your wings. And you and I can talk about that. Actually, I have some ideas occasionally about those things <laughs> um, off the record. Um, and because I, I talked to a lot of the musicians about this, I heard a term one night: Athens famous. Hmm. And there's a lot of bands that are Athens famous, right? And people know who they are because of the internet or TikTok or things like that, right? But they can't seem to figure out how to tour. Right. It's hard to tour now. It is. 
there's not enough money to tour. And I talk about this a, a lot, actually, not just on this podcast, but, you know, uh, outside with musicians and getting a label who's, who's, you know, getting people to support you. Right. Um, and I've been thinking about that lately, about finding people who can help musicians do exactly that. Mm. I mean, you have to kind of find investors. Right. I mean, it's so weird, you know, these days. You have to be... And most artists don't make any money, a lot of money, mm. if they're not touring. Right. There are still the big wigs, you know, that are out there, and there's labels putting them on tours and all those type of things. But as an independent, it's really hard. But do you ever get a chance to go, like, to Atlanta? Do you have a chance to go to Nashville, anything like that? Do you ever find any ways to get there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, this month, I'm, I've got a couple shows in North Carolina, and I go to Atlanta all the time. One of the main projects I'm focused on right now, other than my own stuff, is Flora Portrait, which is based out of Atlanta. So I'm I'm there every couple weeks or so. Cool. Yeah. And that helps. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that helps. And maybe it's slower baby steps than you'd like, but um, I, I think you're probably on the right track. But like I said, we'll take that one off record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really want you to play something. Okay. I'm going to let it be your choice. All right. You can be guitar or piano. We have both in this studio at Tweed Recording. Okay. Great. So... What do you think you want to do? Oh, I'm, I'm going to play some piano, I think. Oh, cool. I think that'll be okay. nice.
okay, I got to catch my breath because you just took it away oh, with your you. voice. It's, it's too it, kind. You know, even just playing the piano there, I don't get the privilege of getting to see someone play in a studio mm. where acoustically it's really good. Right. And your voice sounded great. It's just so beautiful. And I just, I was sitting there trying to video you and I was like, God, I'm like, you know, I just want to close my eyes and just listen. Right. I, I felt like I was doing an injustice by videoing you <laughs> <laughs> because I wasn't giving it that where you just, your full heart and soul is into listening, but mm. it was so good. Thank you so, so much. Good. I got to say, Freeman, again, first of all, I love that we're becoming friends, mm. albeit that it's probably what you call bar friends. <laughs> no, no, no. But, you know, really, it's it's so nice to know you. And um, I really appreciate you coming here. So here's your chance. Anything else you want to say about your music or anything else? Oh, thank you. It's It's been a pleasure. But I, I did I did think of a, a musician that I would love to to give a shout out to. And who is that? He's a, is a very young musician in town, Oliver, that plays in a, a couple groups, but he has an electronic project called Organically Programmed. And he also plays with John Fernandez and Kyle in Oceanic Sound Research. Oh, but, I, I've I've heard of them. Yes, but he's he's just his musical mind is is absolutely beautiful, and he's so young, and just hope he has a a wonderful path ahead of him. Me too, and yeah. that's a great expression. His musical mind is beautiful. That's that's, I like that. Mm. Well. Can't say enough about your musical mind. Wow. So thank you again, and I really appreciate it, and see you in Athens, Georgia. I'll see you around.